folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Uh, this is a I don't want to say unusual, Carlos, but you're at the Superdome in New Orleans. I'm at Metro Airport by Carousel One. I don't know if uh, that rings a bell to you or not. Probably not because you probably don't check. But we, have, we I do check my bags. I do. I do. Yeah, I, I do the same. We have a little window here before it gets too too noisy. If you can hear any Christmas music in the background. Uh, I apologize for that, although just just enjoy it. How about that? I just got back, Carlos, from Indianapolis, where I was uh, watching theirs at the Big Ten title game between Michigan and I don't even remember who they played, Iowa. But I did make time to watch the game, the Lions game today. And um, I, just give me your, your, your quick initial thoughts. 33-28, held on at the end. Um, I, I want to mention a, a metaphor or analogy you used in your your three questions, but I want to hear your, your quick takes first. Yeah, it felt, it felt, uh, I mean, it was, it was an extraordinary start 21, nothing. Um, you know, they scored on a, on a uh, takeaway, an interception Brian, by Brian branch, everything was going their way. And even Dan Campbell mentioned afterward, like, yeah, you're just not going to start off that way all the time. So they slowed down the saints made adjustments and they kind of held on at the end. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I think this should have been um, maybe a little bit more of a clear-cut victory, but they got a little bit lucky, but they also did some right things, and they got some takeaways for a change on defense. And uh, Dave Burkett and I were kind of arguing about this, and he thought I was like, oh, you know, they got lucky. And, like, they got a little lucky, but, you know, the Saints got a little bit lucky too. Um, So it worked out. It's hard to win on the road. Um, I would have expected a more decisive victory from the lions, but uh, you know, the defense is just gonna, just gonna let the, let other teams crawl in and sneak in. It's just the, the defense is a, an issue, but it did enough today. I mean, I think it's a, a worthy victory to get to nine to three. Yeah. You don't apologize for victories in the NFL, right? I mean, it's hard to win yeah. period. It, it, it just is. It's hard to blow teams out. And, I, you know, Mr. Burkett, look, the, the Saints scored on a branch tip to pass that fell right into the arms of, uh, was that Alave? Uh, I, I can't yes. remember. It was down the road, right? So, and, and, mm. you know, if he hadn't tipped it, that was a pick by, um, I can't remember who was waiting there, but they were right in the position to get the, to get the interception. So, I think it was Derek Barnes who tipped it, but yeah. It was a great tip, actually. But in any case, it was just it was. It was a bad break. It was a bad break, and they were, and they were both right. sides. So Mr. Burkett needs to slow the roll a little bit, doesn't he, with it, with that kind of thing? I mean, look, it, it's not like they were winless, the Saints. They were they were five and six, yeah. and uh, they'd had some quarterback yeah. stuff. They, 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 they have a decent defense, really good to the first part of the year. But So that there's stuff there. There's material there. You get a, you get a team, they get on a roll. I mean, if Derek Carr doesn't go out, I, I don't know that the Lions hold on. To be honest, Jameis Winston had several open receivers in the in the end there, right? Well, I almost miss? thought for a second, yeah, I, but I almost thought for a minute that Taysom Hill was more dangerous. That it was almost it was almost a bad thing that Carr. I mean, Carr started playing better, but he was getting booed. I mean, he's been struggling to begin, you know, coming into this game. He was getting booed every time he went out on the field by the Saints fans. So. Uh, Taysom Hill seemed to like a lot more. He's not as good of a passer, but he's more of a threat. And as you all know, Lions don't do well with dual threat quarterbacks, guys who can run or mobile. So um, I, I kind of thought they should have, if it were me, I would have put Taysom Hill in more. Um, but, you know, they want to go with Carr. They're paying him. He's the guy. Um, but, yeah, it at the end, it did kind of feel like they got a little Bruce Irvin really, you know, hit him hard and, um 
he was in concussion protocol, I think, and left the game in the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, that may have been part of it, part of the reason that they, they were able to hold off the Saints at the end. But that was a little bit of bad luck, too, getting back to Mr. Burkett, who normally I'd trust to watch a football game. But, you know, he fell on a quarterback the wrong way, right? There were a couple mm-hmm. of offensive plays the Saints had where it was just sort of bad luck. I, I thought the defense was fine. You're right. It's not a great offense. Um, but, all right, let's get to what you wrote. And I wish you could remember exactly how you phrased There are a couple of things. One, how you phrased if the offense – you didn't use the word hiccup. You, you essentially said that the offense slows up even a little bit, struggles even a little bit, however you worded it. You know, the, yeah. the, the defense is going to let the team back in. And and that's true factually. But I feel like maybe you're protecting Ben Johnson a little bit there because I didn't love some of the some of the stuff he was doing early on. You know, this team is built on the offense, and they struggled mm-hmm. a little bit today. And, they, you know, yeah. they struggled. In fairness, in fairness, and you and I have been arguing about this for a year and a half, Everything changed when Frank Ragno went down. It just did. The same thing happened when they lost Jonah, Jonah Jackson a couple of weeks ago. They were running the ball fine. Ragno goes down, and that sort of stops. Now, you could argue, and you might, Carlos, that if they have to have every one of those pieces that make up arguably one of the best one or two lines in the league, and then it falls apart if they don't have one, you know, maybe that's a problem, maybe, to your point, right? Yeah. But when they have it, then Ben Johnson looks like a, a genius as a lot of coordinators would with that kind of line. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, the, that's true to, to a certain extent. And, you know, Frank Ragnall is an all pro level player. Uh, Graham Glasgow is a very good player, but not at that level. And you have Colby Sores all coming in at right guard or rookie. So you're, you're missing something for sure. But I think they kept, I think fans were frustrated with all the runs. And I think, I think they're, I mean, Campbell said afterward, they wanted to control the game with a run. So they didn't want to let that, you know, dictate what their game plan was. And you know how it is with coaching is like, we believe in you and we're going to put this on you. And yeah, you know, next man up, Frank's down, but we still believe in this. We still believe in the run game. We're not going to get away from it all all together. Um, and it wasn't quite as efficient as maybe it had been, but it still worked. I think, you know, Montgomery and Gibbs, I mean, they did enough. And as you saw at the end, the, the double, you know, reverse with JMO. I mean, there's ways to be creative with the run game and help you help it out. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think they were, they paid a lot of attention to him. So they went to Sam Laporta a lot and he had a great game. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the offensive line, you're right, Sean. I mean, it's, you lose a big piece like Ragnall where you lose Penny Sewell and that's going to change the effectiveness of some of the run game. So, but um, you know, they, they, as I was telling Dave after the game, you know, they, they scored 33 points, you know, like that's, and the defense was definitely a big part of two of those scores with, uh, with, uh, you know, chart takeaways yeah. in short field, a huge part, but still Four, 14, 33 14 points. of those points. Yeah. 33 points. 33 yeah, but it's not really 33, is it? I mean, they were really short fields. Red <laughs> you still got to get into the end zone. It's not like it's yeah, just a you, gimme, you know. You do, but but I mean, if you do the if you do the math, there it's 23 minus four, so you're talking about and 19 19 points, right? Potentially. Give, give it. Give the defense credit, and I did. I said that you know that's something they've been struggling with was takeaways. They came in, you know, toward the bottom of the league and takeaways, uh, and they got a couple of them, and that and that shows you. 
that shows you that may have been the, the difference in the margin today was the defense came up with takeaways to help the offense. So even though they're not necessarily shutting down the other team's offense, if they get some takeaways, that, that contributes in a different way. So that is maybe the recipe, right? Is they, they're not going to suddenly get better at pass rushing. They're suddenly not going to get better in the secondary altogether. But if they can have some opportune plays, one or two a game, um, yeah, that can be enough, I think. No, for sure. I mean, that, that's the key to the game, right? It's what they had. It's what they obviously didn't do against Green Bay. They haven't done lately. We're able to get by uh, losing the turnover margin in Chicago, but no, it was huge. And that, and that's kind of where their defense is. If they if they even if they're just neutral. Right, if it's a zero margin, but they don't, you know, they end up yeah, uh, right at, at the end of the game. That yeah, then right. they're probably good enough to, to to win most games, right? And 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 play with anybody. If you know, if it's a positive margin, then uh, we saw what happens today. It's, For the most really part, why, it's rather why they won the game. Yeah, I think other than the Eagles and the 49ers, I think that's probably true. I just don't know. I mean, I think the Lions would have to be close to flawless to beat the Eagles of the 49ers um, and get some turnovers, most, right? Yeah. If it's just, if it's just even, if it's just even on the turnovers, you know, zero, zero, whatever it is. Uh, I think those teams are just more, they've got better defenses. They're more well-rounded. Um, and, you know, the Lions, I mean, I mean, one credit to the saints too, is one of the things they did was they took away Amon Ross St. Brown. He did have a touchdown, but he caught very few passes. Like I said, they paid a lot of attention to him. And so they went with Sam Laporta. And he had a fine, really good game. Um, yeah, great game. But in the yeah, in the playoffs, you're going to take away a better defense is going to take away both those guys and still limit the run game. So that's where I think the offense is going to have a few problems. And then the defense, um, uh, what are they going to do against you know Jalen Hurts and and Brock Purdy and those guys you know and Sam or uh, uh, George Kittle and. You know, there's just when a team has a lot of weapons, animal. No, yeah, they're going to have to outscore them, and it won't be easy against, especially the 49ers defense. Yeah, for sure. But that's where Jameson Williams comes in a little bit too. Maybe Gibbs out of the backfield, and if they're healthy in the offensive line, they should be able to run at least a little bit. I mean, Williams had a great contested catch early in the game over the middle. Yes, you just that that's that which is we kind of forgot about a little bit, but that was we're starting to see that a little bit more, and I think. I think uh, I think that's important. I, I, our, our colleague Jeff, um, what's his last name? No, I'm kidding. Jeff, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Jeff Seidel. Yeah, Mr. Seidel wrote about uh, Jamison Williams, but I, I thought that, and he was talking about the reverse, and that was fun. But to me, that that catch over the middle early on is very promising. As oh, yeah. as they get it later into this year, right? Yeah. Well, the thing that, you know, sitting next to Dave Burkett, who sees everything, I mean, there were probably like three times where he said Chamo was like wide open or he was wide open, you know, down the sideline or whatever. Um, and it's interesting how I wonder how much they use him as a decoy still um, versus really relying on him, really counting on him to get open and to beat his guy and make it and win those contested catches down the sideline. Um, those are those are different. You know, the, the, I think the crossing routes are a little bit more of a sure thing. 
and you throw it low and it's him or nobody. But if you throw it down the sideline, that you can get picked there. And especially if you're on your own side of the field, that's not what you want. So um, with him, I, I don't know. I don't know if the if the trust is quite there in Goff and in Ben Johnson to like, hey, let's let's have let's count on JMO winning on the outside on this play or whatever and look for him. I don't think they're doing that yet. I don't know how I don't know if they'll do it this season. Um, that may take a little more time to develop, but um, it would be fun. He's a fun, fun player. Uh, your favorite thing in the world, Sean, is a blocking wide receiver. And he loves he, – he plays a physical brand of football, a fun brand of football. He's kept his nose clean. He's done He's done what they've asked of him. So I hope, I hope they do mix him in more. It might be a little tough to ask this year, but I, I think it's – I think they're going to do it at some point. And a blocking cut in too, right? And a block it. Well, that they, that's part of the job. I mean, La, I mean, I know, but Laporta, Laporta was had the key block on the Williams reverse. But uh, in any case, look, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get into the Lions when we when we rejoin later in the week. We're gonna get into who knows. We can we can do what we did last week and talk about all the teams. But I think we need to spend a little bit more time with this team. They made the plays they had to today. It's a sign of a good team. It was a, it was a good win in a lot of ways. I know. It's skewed because they got out to the 21 nothing lead, but I thought it was a, a good win, and they were clutch late, and, and that's all you can ask for. So safe travels back, right, Carlos? When are you coming yes. back? You can stay down there for a few extra days. Oh, next week sometime. No, 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 I'll be back. I'll be back Monday night. Um, but before we go, one quick thing. Uh, congratulations to Jim Leland for being elected to the Hall of Fame. Uh, we're probably missing this conference call right now, but uh, well-deserved honor. I'm glad that they didn't hold that he doesn't have enough rings against him or whatever the baseball nerds think sometimes. Um, but he was elected and uh, quite deserving of the honor, and I think everybody in uh, Detroit's going to be pretty happy for that. Great, great manager and the tradition of the best coaches in general and specifically some of the best in the, in the history of this town. Few better than reading human beings and understanding human nature. He was he was brilliant at that. A lot like Chuck Daly, to, to some degree like Sparky Anderson. I mean, there's a, there's a list of them here. Dan, we've got one now on Dan Campbell. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always fun. Yeah, and absolutely congrats to him. All right, my man, good to see you. Safe travels back home. Enjoy that city a little bit. And uh, you and I will we'll talk and get together uh, in a few days. Sounds good. Thanks, Sean. All right. Until uh, until then, we'll be uh, until we're back with what's the name of our show? Oh, yeah. Free Press Sports with Carlson. <laughs> All right. Later, bud.